rescue as they are this is i think the third one this year <laughs> episode of duo world and it's a very special one because we're here to talk about the game awards and the playstation experience press conference joining me this week we have martin hello also we are sorry <laughs> <laughs> we have daniel hello and we have the three hey everybody so yeah, we'll just take this in order um, with the Game Awards. Um, and as we discussed there in the pre-show, none of you watched it, did you? Nope. No. <laughs> also because it was at 3 a.m. or yeah, something. Yeah, I mean, here. the time... It sucks because I could be wrong. I thought usually it was on a Friday. This year it was on a Thursday, so it, it's in the middle... Not the middle of the week, but, you know, it's a work day for most people. You can't stay up until 3 a.m. You could do it Friday to Saturday. Nope. But I, Even if the timing wasn't terrible, I still wouldn't have watched it. Yeah, I, see, every year, I trick myself into thinking this year they're going to do it, this year they're going to improve, they're going to take the feedback from the year prior, they're going to fix it, and it's going to be an amazing show. And every year I they watch it... They took feedback it, only the wrong one. Yeah, I feel, like, I feel like it's a step back from last year's show. And it's not even... I mean, I, I have my usual same complaints. It's like for something called the Game Awards, you know, which has its roots in the Video Game Awards, etc., etc. It's like the awards take such a back seat. Like, earlier there, the point where Jeff was like, oh, we won't have a t- time for all these awards, so here's like five awards we're just going to give out right now. Um, <laughs> Mass awards for everybody. Everybody gets an award, yeah. But yeah, I mean, like, could you imagine the Oscars or the Emmys you're watching, like, oh, we don't have time. Like, there are awards they give out outside of yeah, that. Yeah, technical stuff. Yeah. At but the, can the you imagine the show. Oscars yeah. or the Emmys where they have a giant fucking razor blade mascot and they <laughs> fucking dedicate whole minutes of time to it? Okay, see, here's the thing. I get why people have an issue with it and I... I do. can't even go out and buy a shit <laughs> razor blade and, 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 and I, I am with you on it. I think it was stupid, but at the same time I understand that they do need to have... To, they need, do need to pay the bills... It wants to be the Oscars of video games. No, and he has advertising to some guy in a suit for a product I can't go out and buy. It does not want. Oh, I'm hoping it does not want to be the Oscars of the of the video. It does he not want to be. That. He, he has to. said he that himself. Oh, okay. should, but shouldn't that be the ambition? <laughs> that should be the ambition. The execution. I think the execution is much more in line with like, the MTV Music Awards or the the, te- the Nick really Team Choice Awards. Or something like yeah. that. Because it, it wants to have this personality. It wants to be like this preview show. But it also wants to be this award show. And it also wants to be like, we're going to celebrate video games. So here's three musical acts that just kind of kills the crowd. Um, but yeah, my biggest thing this year was not not, not the uh, lack of awards. Not even the musical performances. It was just the overall pacing. Like, I'm a fan. I'm looking forward to it. But the biggest example to me was Legend of Zelda. You're, you're having an award show, you're having a preview show, whatever you want to call it, and then you're going to take, like, a 10-minute break to have Nintendo run this infomercial. And I'm like, <laughs> this is such a momentum killer. Like, An infomercial that they they, they had to... Uh, the, uh, they had to damage the nominations of a, an award to have, by the way. I'm not going to allow that to get glossed over. They had two Nintendo fan games in the... I don't know, Fan Games Awards nominations list, and because Nintendo, they wanted Nintendo to come on and show their new fucking game, Nintendo wanted them to swat two of them out of the list, so Jeff Keighley's like, yeah, okay. Well, you know, I mean, 
It's, uh, it's always going nine in. years that these people spent, 18 years between them, spent on these fucking games. We're going to swap them out of the list because they don't matter. Nintendo's, Nintendo matters more. And I mean, I it, totally it's agree, awful, but it's true. I mean, awful. But it's still, it's still their prerogative to basically say, we don't want these. You don't get a whole thing about fan games and everything like that, but it's realistic that they don't want to award people for basically but dealing with gave, their IP. If you gave an ounce about the, about the medium as an art form, you would acknowledge these people that put all this hard work into, into revering a series that Nintendo themselves can't even bother to acknowledge. I personally do. Well, okay, that makes sense. When they wanted a fan game Pokemon... But, okay, the, the, getting into the weeds. The, 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 the big thing about that is, as far as I know, that award wasn't given on TV anyhow. So it doesn't matter. No, no, it I'm, doesn't matter. No, but, but, okay. no, but to your point, to your point if you want to celebrate... No, I'm, I'm not saying it's not a big deal, but to your point about wanting to celebrate these games and their hard work, at the end of the day, that award was so unimportant to them that they didn't even give it out on TV. They, I don't, they shouldn't have had it then. It shouldn't have no, been anything. They were willing to swat so. out nominations. I do yes, think where I agree, Daniel. They shouldn't have this award in the first place. I do but, think, no, I think they should. I think they should, but they shouldn't be willing to compromise on it because Nintendo is... It's too heavy-handed with their IP. It's also a weird compromise to make, I think. Like, haven't Nintendo done enough with the cease-and-desist bullshit and stuff like that? And Well, according to them, no, because they're hiring people to do it even more. But, you know... But, uh, yeah. <laughs> Again, get in, let's get into the weeds of a whole different discussion. My point, though, is, like, that was just a, such a weird momentum killer. Because, like, everybody else is like, okay, we'll do, like, a minute or two trillion, then we'll continue with this show. Mm-hmm. And you just kind of stop this entire show. What they should have done, because they did this anyhow, is have the Zelda the gameplay footage in the pre-show and do the trillion in the actual body of the show instead of having the trillion in the pre-show and doing this weird thing. And it's the same thing with Mass Effect, which I enjoyed, but ending your... Like, basically, it was like, start the show with a preview of Death, Death Stranding, have, in the middle, have like, this gameplay demonstration as well to end it with Mass Effect. And I'm like, this is such a weird momentum cut. Like, I get that I'd much rather see gameplay, but at the end, it's an award show, and you want to kind of keep it snappy. You don't want to focus on one thing too long, because that mm. kills any momentum, especially if you don't have any interest in it. Um, so yeah, it's the same thing where people were awkward with the, the the musical performances. Like, I get that people are into it and people enjoy the game. I do not like. I did not like that Doom soundtrack that they did. It just sounds like a bunch of noise to me. Yeah. Nah, the but it's like it's amazing. You know? I'm with you on that one. Oh, I had to turn the soundtrack off in that game. I, I mean, the soundtrack could be amazing in the game, but there's sometimes there's something that works in a set in the game setting that does not work on its own. And I felt like with that performance, that was one of them. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't, I haven't seen the performance. I but I listened to the soundtrack just like this, well, maybe, and I'm maybe, fine with it. Maybe you're into that type of music. Um, and then there was the awkwardness of like, um, um, what is his name? Nathan Drake's voice actor, whose name I should know. <laughs> Nolan North. Nolan North. Nolan Given North, the yeah. very kind of All Lives Matter speech for voice actors. Where he well, was... there is, there is, so there is currently a SAG actor strike, which is basically all voice actors who are um, US based and are currently in a uh, guild. In a uh, what's it called? A union, union. 
Yeah, union. So, and they're on strike right now. They voted uh, with their entire union to go on strike for voice acting to have better hiring practices and better, uh, you know, uh, work environments and better pay if uh, certain royalties if a game sells like over two million copies. And so they're currently on strike for projects upcoming. Uh, projects that are already involved in will continue as far as we know right now. And there is a hashtag for this to on. Social social media to uh, have um, basically paid attention from the general public, but general gamers towards this uh, strike, and it's a hashtag. I think hashtag performance matters. Yeah. And so yeah, this is of course you know in reference to Black Lives Matter, blah blah. blah. That's we're not talking here about that, but that's why he said it. But he said it in a way that he wants to also uh, point out that it isn't just the voice actors who make that character. It's of course the entire team behind it who create the characters themselves, and he only does the quote-unquote performance to give it a little light, get a little last bit of life towards those characters. That's what he wanted to acknowledge in that speech. No, but the, the problem with that is he essentially threw them under the bus to do this. He's like... Yeah, like my performance is important, but theirs is so much better. Like, yes, performance matters, but theirs matters so much more, I think is really what he says. And... I don't think anybody's going to argue that um, game designers and vo- and programmers don't need better working conditions, but that is their fight, not the voice actors' fight. If they want to mm. have that fight, they need to have that fight. You can't act on somebody else's movement and say, listen, we can't do this if they're not getting equal rights. It's like the screen actors are smart enough to know they can do this because they work in other fields. Game designers and developers are afraid that they're going to get pushback so that they don't fight. So <laughs> yeah, they have no, they have no backing. They have no union. They have no support. So they're and they're terrified. Yeah. So his, so so his speech essentially put... saying that they should get these rights as well. I don't think anybody disagrees with that. But they're not. They're not fighting for it. <laughs> the the voice actors are, and he's a voice actor to, to to throw them under the bus to say, oh, you know, if it wasn't for Naughty Dog and this, that, and the third. And I also am certain. And, you know, this is another thing that Nolan North makes enough money. He has enough different projects that he can sit out this strike with no problem and wait it out. Where the rest of these people who depend on this stuff want their livable work conditions. They want reasonable rate, rate, um, pays. And they want, I, I mean, I understand the thing with the royalties. That's a bit of an iffy subject for a lot of people. But, I mean, it's not like they're asking like, if your game sense sells 10,000 copies. I think it's, what, 2 million? Which is actually, yeah. actually a pretty decent amount. Yeah, most games so, don't, don't make that at all. Yeah, so them. Yeah, and most games don't even. Yeah, exactly. Most games don't even make two million. So. So yeah, all in all. Oh, and I guess the other thing, and this is more of a, I guess, a gamer mentality. Well, not a gamer mentality. This is kind of a mentality a lot of people develop now. Is like the you know f you everybody needs their comeuppance. I was not too keen on Jeff Kelly's kind of like f you Konami. Like, I know a lot of people have issues with Konami, and I'm not justifying anything they did, but it seems, like, so petty to kind of hold this grudge for a year and then vent on your show. Yeah, I know. It's, it's a little strange that still, but uh, it was, I think it was we so should be talking even, about I know, I think even Kojima Kojima didn't anymore. know what to do with it. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, <laughs> but, yes, I mean, aside from that, I mean, I think we mentioned this beforehand, like, Death Stranding, I think, started, kicked off this show. Zelda was there. Did they have gameplay? Did Death, Death Stranding had a gameplay? No. I, nope. I, 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 so, so, so Jeff Keighley was like, 
oh, we're going to tone down on the yeah. non-gameplay hype because of No Man's Sky, and then he just like because he he's too busy sucking Kojima's dick. But <laughs> but but Daniel Daniel, it has it had Guillermo del Toro and Mats Mikkelsen. Does it have any gameplay though? It has Mats Mikkelsen. <laughs> and, and to be fair, to be fair, I saw Doctor Strange this year. We know that he can be wasted in something he does. So that doesn't mean anything. <laughs> oh, perfect. Ooh. Perfect. So, oh, man. Oh. That hurts. I mean, it, on, let me just go get the fire extinguisher. Hang on. <laughs> but, but, but Mats Mikkelsen is still kind of awesome. He is, but I'm saying he's not as awesome a- as gameplay. <laughs> but I mean, it's not like I'm. I'm. I'm always a sticker for gameplay. You know that. But it was more yep. like I watched that trailer, and I'm like, I have no idea what to expect from this game. It's like it just... it's an interesting mood piece, but that. that's basically it. Yeah, and it went on for five minutes. Yep. Yeah, that's Kojima for you. Like I don't. I. Like... I mean, that's that's a short trailer for him. So... Yeah, like five minutes of no <laughs> gameplay, no real like. Okay, this is what the game's going to be about. Or you know some idea like it's it's it was a weird way to kick off this show. <laughs> I've got um, another question for you about the show, right? Yes. Did they explain why anybody won? No. Nope. No. That's one of the main criticisms I've had of most of them is they just give an award to to some game or some studio, and they do not this, and they don't they don't explain it, and it's like yeah, okay, yeah. so what does this mean in the context of all the nominees? You know, like well, I mean, to be fair, you don't usually do you usually do that award shows like so and so won, and this is why. Yeah, but categories are far more defined in other def- in other. Yeah, what is what is action weird. adventure category? Yeah, what is action that? category? Then is an action like, adventure like category. Best sports game. What does that mean? best esports game released this year because in that case only overwatch can win or is it best game to change the esports scene this year or is it most influential in esports game most innovative esports game we don't know but it's just like oh yeah overwatch is it my favorite award that, that, yeah, that's way too much for put into it because all they do is i don't know if you know how people voted for it is they put most categories up and then you tweet it yeah, yeah. Hey, my, that's it. Well, my two least favorite awards. My my least favorite is always the best trend in gamer. I think that's a stupid category. It, I mean, oh, it, it wouldn't have been stupid had Danny O'Toole got it, but then I'm a bit biased on that one. But no, <laughs> sure. The, well, he's one actually had... trending. So yeah, exactly, exactly. The other one was uh, best direction. Because I'm like, what does that mean? Yeah, and then, like, like yeah. movies. So who, who, who <laughs> no, that's what I mean. It's like best direction. It's literally just best, like not best art direction, not best visual direction. It's just best direction. I'm like, what does that mean? Yeah, um, and then I a studio gets gets the award. But a studio it's... wins it. No, yeah. what? It's not, it's not best directed game or what? I don't, I don't understand. No, nobody does. That's the problem. Like, like best direction. Your studio goes in like you do interesting <laughs> things. No, clearly I'm watching. Is this the best direction? Okay, uh. so Blizzard won for Overwatch. The nominees were Blizzard, Dice for Battlefield One, Id for Doom, Naughty Dog for Uncharted Four, Respawn for Titanfall Two. That tells me nothing about what this award is for. No, I don't. I couldn't tell you. So I'm like I'm watching the nominees and I'm like I don't get what you're going for here. Like, is this best studio? Then say that. Though we always yeah. run into that issue where, like, I mean, in this case it would have worked out because best um, direction won best game, 
game of the year. But like, usually what happens... But then is... you have... But they have so weird categories that you get weird um, 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 results. Like, I heard, like, best game apparently is Overwatch, but best multiplayer game is Gears of War 4. Wait, How? <laughs> How does this, that work? I mean, I've only got about... I've only got about 280 hours in Overwatch, but I think that game is only multiplayer. Yeah, I mean, and I'm also yeah. pretty confident in saying that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I don't... Like, how do you... No, it's like, they used to have those awards, like, you know, best PS4 game, best Xbox game, and, like, you'd win that category, but not beat the game of the year. So, it's... Like, yeah. Like, I forgot one year, I think, like, uh, Assassin's Creed won, like, best action game over, like, Uncharted 2. Then Uncharted 2 won game of the year. Over Assassin's Creed, I'm like that doesn't make any sense. Like, if no, it, it doesn't. And, and that's why you normally don't do categories that do weird overlaps like that. And I think the problem with that is that nobody know, understands that in gaming because uh, most of these are basically saying like this game's better than that game. But in theory, the game of the year should just dominate all of those fields. There are some gaming sites that do it right. Oh yeah, I, 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 but like I said, the giant bomb. Also, also most games have a lot of genres now in them, so how do you define that? Well, yeah, I think that was was the big thing. It was kind of funny, because Curry was like, oh, we have a lot of different games for, you know, different genres represented for best action game. And I'm looking here, first-person shooter, first-person shooter, first-person shooter, first-person shooter. Yeah, I I see the different genres here right now. But, um, yeah, it's like, and then they did action, and they did action-adventure. I think this is a problem with the industry. We don't know how to define genres. It's like we no, yeah. we want to stick to mostly kind of more John. We pull genres in like jo- action. genres. Genres are dumb these days because no, almost no game is a single genre these days. Thank you. Like yeah. everything has RPG elements, everything has adventure elements in it. It's like yeah, all think, a big mush. And I feel like we we we're, we're not big on change, so like we pulled in these old genres and we just well, try to paste games into them. <laughs> when it comes to genres, all you need to know is that there is a genre called multiplayer online battle arena, and that can can apply to any multiplayer game you choose. <laughs> Yes, and there is a genre called roguelike because it is like some other very specific game that didn't really have a genre at the time. Mm. Yeah, very true. It's it's so it's so and it's something we need to fix. As I mean, I, I, at the end of the we day, we don't need it no, doesn't I, need fixing. Yeah, it's end, like no, like well, I mean, the movies like, the same. Genres are kind of meaningless. Well, I mean, movies are a bit more defined in their genres just because we kind but of they are still meaningless. But I mean, for the most part, movies they don't like. Like, the Oscars don't really break it down to, like, best drama, best comedy. Like, the Golden Globes do. But, yeah, for the most part, it's, like, best performance, best music, best original score. Yeah, yeah stuff That's like how that. you do it. Yeah. Like, here, it's, like, okay, best action, best action adventure, best adventure, best RPG, best East. Yeah, the categories are all over the place. Yeah, the, the smart can. thing to do would be do best game and then have a, rep- a, a white representation. But that's not what they do. No. Yeah. They pick... Five first person shooters or whatever. Yeah, and I mean it's a whole. It's always so weird because I don't know their time frame. Because you know people were upset that Final Fantasy 15 wasn't nominated, though technically it's out after. Well, it was out before the, the award. The time show, frame but... was way earlier than this. Yeah, yeah. I think, yeah like but... they asked about what game should win. I think the press people and stuff like two months ago or yeah. something like that. But someone else, yeah. Call of Duty wouldn't have made it, and Call of Duty was, and Gears of War was nominated. <laughs> 
Yeah, uh, well, then maybe. Yeah, and, and they wouldn't, but it's they definitely have some way kind of before overlap. Final oh, no, Fantasy. It's before that, but I'm just saying, like, they need to, like, I said, I, literally, I've had the same complaints year after year. Like, they need to define, like, okay, our vote, like, the Oscars, you know that your movie needs to be in theaters before December 31st, even if it's in two theaters, to count. Um, so, like, it should be like, okay, your, your game has to be in stores by, like, November 15th, the year prior, for it to count for this game, the Game Awards year. Instead of like this, oh, we'll just pick what we want because these people are going to advertise with us. Yeah. Oh, and then it's no, no. What we actually, actually do is they send um, uh, like something to press people and stuff that actually just fill in what their top five is or something, or have a write-in. Yeah. I um, think, and 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 that's how they, and then they just build their list out of that when it got enough nominations, basically. That's what they do. But because it's all, all mostly press people, that means that they can only vote on the stuff they actually played. Yeah, and that's know. mostly they only think about what they played this year. And, of course, nothing that's still not out. So yeah. Final Fantasy is out. Of course it's out. Yeah. But did, did anyone ever watch the DICE or GDC Awards? But that's actually what I feel... Sh- should be more celebrated, you know. That well, should I, that is true industry awards. I think I think there I think there needs to be a middle ground because I think for a lot of people, the dice and the GDC are kind of dry awards. And I do understand. I think that the BAFTAs, the BAFTA Video Game and TV Awards in this country, they they do an alright job with that. There's been like the odd controversy here and there, but um, I think for the most part they're okay. But yeah, like, um, I, you know, like we said, he wants to make it the Oscars. I don't think the Oscars is a thing you want to go for. I think it needs to aim for something more like the Golden you, Globes, which is a bit more, it. which is a bit more laid back, but it still has a presentation that makes it seem classy. Even and, if you want it, you can't go for the Oscars because you have a giant shaver mascot running around. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay, one more thing, and then we're going to wrap this up, this segment up, uh, is if you folks get a chance, I would recommend checking out the interview with Tim Miller, the director of Deadpool. He has the most I-do-not-want-to-be-here face going on, because um, like the lady, like the lady, he's like, oh, you're super energetic. She's like, oh, I get paid to be energetic. And he's like, oh, I hope they pay you well. Um, <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. He just it just he looks like a guy who does not want to be anywhere near this nonsense. So if Did, didn't didn't he say I don't know if that's true, I just saw some on, on Twitter someone mentioned something. Did he actually say to that person why don't you talk like a normal human being? Yeah, I think he said something like that. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Like, honestly, I, I feel like he's one of those people who was like, oh, this sounds like a good idea. Because I think he's worked with video games before. Yeah. And, yeah. But he's like, it's like maybe you worked on the side because I think he just directed like CGI. So he's just like, I don't know what I got myself into. And I felt so, I mean, he, it works because he's awkward himself. But uh, Kyle Bossman had to do all those those little ads Daniel keeps on referencing. And they were just. And, and Kyle Bossman hates shilling. Yeah, and I think and they made him do it. On, I think they made him do that because he hates it, and it, the awkwardness works for him. But from the awkwardness of the Game Awards to actually, I would probably say the best press conference this year, uh, the Sony PlayStation yeah. experience. Yeah, totally. Um, <laughs> I mean, as far as far as like pacing goes and content, I think it was you know start to finish, it was pretty much games, games, games. There was not too much cringy humor. You know, there were some moments. I think, like, half the people on the stage were sick or had sore throats or something. They kept on coughing. 
And Cheryl Naden, who does these things, you would think he'd get used to it. Like, there's times where he's just like, um... Yeah. And he was the one that was ill as well. Yeah, so it was really... Because that, like, that final segment, he's just like, I'm in for like five minutes in between words. I'm like, what is going on here? Yeah. But yeah, I mean, we kicked it off with an Uncharted 4 DLC, The Lost Souls, which... I think it's like a whole game. Well, it's a standalone game. But it, oh, it's like the Austin and Damned and the Battle of Gaytonians and yeah. like that. Um, and, it, I mean, and it looks like it doesn't star Nathan or any of his family. It stars Chloe. Chloe. Yeah, from Uncharted yeah. My favorite Uncharted character. <laughs> I like Chloe. Yeah. Yeah, I thought he should have ended up with her over Elena, but whatever. Um, oh, come on. <laughs> I'm just saying. Team Elena. <laughs> <laughs> I think. Well, I, I mean, think it's no that, shame I think he ended up with Drake her. because she's a simple goody goody, and um, she made an honest man. Chloe, Chloe, Chloe is Chloe is a more. I like to be a single person because I get to do whatever I want. Yeah, but that's what makes that's it fun. fun. That's what I like. <laughs> but Eddie, I was happy because at first I thought they were going to do that thing what they do in a lot of video games. I mean, the one I think of most is Resident Evil Four. It's like you have like this strong masculine character, so when you play as a female, she has to like sneak around everywhere. Because like that demo is mostly her sneaking around and picking knocks and you know evading people. But then like she hey hey, I, I'm sorry to burst your bubble, but in Uncharted 4, you also sneak around a lot. I know, but, like, <laughs> but what I meant is like when Nathan Drake gets caught, he engages. Like I was like, they're not going to show any action, and then they get to the rooftop, and then she kicks ass, and I'm like, you can tell that's an Uncharted fight sequence, but I mean, it works. But yeah, you no. could. I, I did, I, when I watched the, the fight sequence, I was like, is this like an Uncharted game or something? Because <laughs> it looks a bit ropey here, you know. Yeah, you can think. everybody looks strong when they get hit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Well, I mean, I knew it was an Uncharted game from the walk. I also knew I had a time where it was starting and ending the show spoilers. Uh, I yeah, people tell me that stuff ahead of time, so I knew what it was, but I didn't know who the char- the main character was. Um, so that was a nice reveal for people. Um, then what was sec? What was after that? Did did they say when that was coming? I don't think they gave a release date for that. After that was uh, Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They just dropped it, you know? Nobody really saw it coming. I know. There was like, no. no tease or hints or that. anything. Um, and Did well, you give us any information except coming next year to yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Apparently, it's a lot like Street Fighter Cross Second, so if you didn't like that game, then you probably won't it's, like this it's, it, Well, it's not called Marvel vs. Capcom 3 for a reason, because it's... <laughs> too, too, well, let's just start with this. One thing I'm happy with, in the trailer, immediately there are two newcomers in there which I wanted to be in there and which I expect to be there, and that are Mega Man X and, well, X and uh, Captain Marvel. So that's cool. I like those characters. I'm not a huge fan of Captain Marvel, but... They're acknowledging Mega Man exists, which is more than they were doing previously, so, you know... Uh, and there were two characters uh, in the trailer where Ryu and Iron Man. Yeah, and then they had, and, and then the infinite part comes from the fact that there will be an Infinity Stones gameplay aspect to it. Um, yeah. yeah, and the other thing is, it's no longer three v three; it's now two v two, which sounds like an excuse to do less characters. When I'm honest, <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, okay, let's, let's go back to the part where this game didn't leak and nobody talked about it all week. Uh, part of that was that um, it's going to be MCU-focused, which means that there's a lot of Marvel characters that 
are kind not off limits necessary, but may not make the cut. I think the big one we keep on hearing is like there will be no X Men characters, and that cuts, yeah that cuts the roster of these games decently. I mean, Cyclops, Wolverine, Sentinel, Magneto. Magneto. Um, there's no Fantastic Four characters, so no Doctor Doom. But will Phoenix Wright be in it this time? Hopefully. We well, somebody mentioned this to me, and I'm kind of curious. What, like, I guess what new Capcom characters could be in this? Uh, Miles Edgeworth. Or Mega Man X! We've just seen one! <laughs> well, I mean, like, Mega Man X isn't a new character. <laughs> Miles Edgeworth. Was Frank West already in Yeah, in three? He's in he three. was. Yeah, okay. I mean, I get, they could New have Frank! Like, because he's not... <laughs> sure, not yeah, yeah, New sure. Frank! <laughs> I mean, they, they should to- they should totally like like put put new Frank in and then just do the whole Frank is back thing ironically <laughs> <laughs> just to piss people off. Um, I mean, they could do like a Monster Hunter. Um, yep, that's warrior. what I was thinking as like, well. Yeah, have, like Meelings, that would be cool. But yeah, yeah I put mean, like out of that, I can't really think of many others. They could put in one new one of those new Resident Evil characters. Yeah, I feel like I mean I guess they could. I feel like they're just gonna stick with Chris and Jill. Personally, well, if Jill, then I want classic Jill, not new Jill. New Jill sucks. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like I, Ma- Marvel vs. Capcom Two Jill is what I want. It's it's going to be it's going to be an exciting time for a comic book fan next year because we have both this and Injustice kind of doing character reveals, so we'll get mm-hmm. a lot of that stuff. Kind of like oh. Uh, you know, who's going to be in the game? Who do we want to see? Yeah. Um, with this especially, I think, you know, the big rumor is that they're actually going to get the MCU actors involved. And that would I'm, be crazy. That, that would be, be crazy. <laughs> uh, yeah. Also, I, why? I, th- I mean, why? Why the, why the actors? Why would you get them involved? Because it's MCU focused, and you know Marvel yeah. probably wants that more than. I, I mean, at this point, Marvel. They're not going to do their likeness, but, right? I mean, it's they, good marketing to have yeah, them I as voice actors. It's so. good mark. I mean, like, who wouldn't want to play a game as Robert Downey Jr.? But my thing is, like, are we going to get good voice acting? Are we going to get like I just get I'm just here for a paycheck voice acting from these people? Mm. Yeah, you never know with these big time actors. Yeah, because, I mean... Some put in the effort, some not. Yeah, uh, I reckon so, there'll be, like, one or two glaring omissions that are very obvious. I, I feel like people like and Chris I'll... Evans you can probably get, no problem. Yeah, um, I'm willing to bet know. Robert Downey Jr. probably won't, know. Yeah, I nope. can see it. Robert Downey Jr., Sam Jackson, I can... Like, Sam Jackson, I see showing up, but I see him just going, like, I'm Sam Jackson and being out. Uh, Chris Pratt. Brie Larson isn't big time enough at this point. Yeah, Chris Pratt is he being somebody who's going to play ball? I think Batista's just going to be somebody who half asses it. Um, mm-hmm. But I mean, Batista also has experience. You know, he he was a WWE wrestler, so they did motion capturing and all that other stuff. So maybe he's a bit more game than other people. Vin Diesel, I'm sure, would love doing it. Um, Vin, Vin Diesel. Vin Diesel is already calling Capcom. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> he loves playing video games in the Triple X movie. <laughs> I feel like Bradley Cooper's gonna be one of those people who half asses it. Yeah, he seems like that kind of guy. Yeah, doesn't he? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I mean, we'll we'll see. But yeah, there, I, there, I, that's why I'm afraid. Like, I'd rather them get like, people from the TV show. <laughs> 
but like if you can like, it's a big selling point if you say like you know these featuring the characters and for for from Marvel standpoint and from Capcom standpoint it's actually a great um tie-in tool because like yeah. you have Captain Marvel but like you know like in 2018 you can have new characters from the 2018 movies as DLC characters and you can say like, oh so and so is coming to the game because this movie's coming out um, you know, Nova. It, it, it would be smart, but we'll see. But would a would someone who is general into the Marvel movies, but maybe not into fighting games, pick up this game then because of those tie-ins? I don't it's know. Just, it's hard it, to it's say. A normal genre to pick up, even just because there are some crossover. No, and, it's and, hard and, to say. And I do, and I do think that's a big part of it. I am curious. I had this discussion with a friend. I'm like. It's a great sum. It's a great marketing tool. I think it's a great thing for a lot of people. But yeah, it does. Like at the end of the day, fighting games aren't easy pick up and play games for casual gamers. Does this increase the base of that any? Yeah, and and Marvel vs. Capcom has a reputation of being all kinds of crazy and all kinds of characters on screen at the same time, flashing lights and far more than any other major. I already think this will be less crazy because we already cut it to two v two. Sure, but still. They'll still have pretty heavy effects. But, and okay, that, that we it, don't know. That that's speculation. It, that makes it yes crazy, but does it make it harder to get into than when it's only two characters? So you have to make sure you're. Playing. I don't know. We haven't seen the game yet. But, okay, fair enough. Okay, so this, also they talked about the modes. It will have an arcade mode, a time trial mode, and a story mode. We're having that launch. So the base. Yeah, that's that's. <laughs> that we don't know. We'll do I don't button. know. That is the most important question. You can have those modes. Just make sure it's in the game. Uh, okay. Yeah, this, hopefully they will be at launch. Okay, this gets into the one aspect. Well, okay, the major aspect I really did not think about this, and this is something that's been going on in the industry for a while. Sony's very confusing use of the word exclusive. Uh, because liberal they, word use yeah. exclusive. Because <laughs> they announced that Ultimate, versus, Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom 3 is coming to PlayStation Network today exclusively on PS4. Except that it's coming to Xbox One and PC just next year. So it's exclusive, but it's timed. Yeah, only exclusive yeah. because it's today. Yeah. So they got it, They tried this a lot during this show where they would say something's exclusive, and then they'd sneak in, like, exclusively first on PlayStation or exclusive content. That's, or, a, that's, a, that's kind of that's a good point, because they, they didn't they introduce those box labels that actually makes that more... Clear, yeah. yeah. It makes it clearer, but they just decide to muddle it when it comes to... Uh... They introduced those at last year's PSX, all those yeah. labels like exclusive on the console, or timed exclusive, or real exclusive, or and but they didn't use them this year. Yeah, they were just like... Because hey, they went through the entire... Because pro- they reiterated this more than once, like this is exclusively... Uh, I mean, and I thought it was a stupid word to use anyhow, because it's a port of a game you can play on your Xbox 360 and PS3. But... <laughs> They were like, this is exclusive. And then I go on that, and it's like, the press release from Capcom is like, yeah, it's coming to... It's not even... It's like four months. I mean, it's exclusive. But I'm like, yeah, they're like, it's Xbox One and PCs in March. I'm like, okay. So that's not that, exclusive. That's, that's something Microsoft at least is somewhat smarter, at least during if free they did. They, they always said, like, coming first to Xbox One or yeah. something like that. Yeah. Where Sony just has that... Like, what they tend to do is like... Coming exclusively to PlayStation first, <laughs> and it's like okay, then it's not exclusive. I mean, it's timed. Go with that. Well, did you know Earl, it's 2016? Words are meaningless now. You yeah. know that, right? Yes, we're in the post-truth that, era, as I keep on hearing. Exactly, exactly. Uh, 
post facts. He, he, he has a point there, Earl. <laughs> no, 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 I'm, trying to, I'm trying to ignore what's, hap- what's happening in my own world right now. Uh, okay. I know, I know, I know. Um, we also Not a got, topic for this show, but We also okay. got the introduction of Akuma for Street Fighter V. Um, any thoughts it's on Akuma. That? We got Akuma. There we go. Okay, and then this is, this is my second least favorite part of the press conference, and I understand why, and this is a thing that we just have to accept now, I guess. Is the weird like, oh, I know you're excited for these games and you've been asking us for them, so here's a remaster. So they started off with Wipeout Omega, which is a collection of uh, Wipeout, three Wipeout games? Yep. Yeah. Uh, then they show Crash Bandicoot. Oh, too many Wipeout games? <laughs> then they show Crash Bandicoot and both, both are all great Wipeout games, by the way. Oh, no, they're good. But all you're... great, but but even I am as, as a huge Wipeout fan. I'm like, I'd rather have a new one. But Sony has closed all the racing studios, <laughs> especially the one responsible for Wipeout. So I don't know if I will ever get one. <laughs> but yeah, then they show the Crash Bandicoot thing, and it's like, I mean, the game looks good, but it also kind of looks sterile. That's, some... that's, that's exactly what I thought is... Um... When they made uh, Crash Bandicoot The Wrath of Cortex for PS2, what they did was is they kind of animated everything too fluidly and they made everything too round and squishy. And they've done it again. Like, mm. everything's supposed to look rough and not quite right because, the, I mean, it's in the title of the collection. Insanity. It's supposed to be insane. It's not supposed to look right. But doesn't it have that visual quality because it was a PS1 game? Or I mean, yeah, partly because it's a PS1 game, but that's partly because of its personality at the same time. Because that, I mean, I, I, I get what era, you mean. It, it, doesn't, it, doesn't lose, it doesn't look abstract enough in a way. Yeah, like Mario, for example. Yeah. Mario was all like pointy and shit because he was on the N64. And over time, they made him like chubby and like he's like just like a big ball of dough or something, right? And that... that <laughs> That that works for Mario because that's you know, but it doesn't work for Crash because he's no his character style style isn't he's like supposed there. to be pointy and yeah and not quite and right and yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it I, I get what you mean. It looked weird, but I make I'm sure people were excited, and I like the fact that I I think that's what they were saying is that you can play the game either in the normal old PlayStation One or these new remastered graphics. Well, I should hope so because which is actually um, something I think I I, I, I think the what Halo One remake did the same thing, and I think it's a great idea to just kind of one, it's a great way to show to see the difference, but it's also just novel. I mean, you already have the source code, why not just leave that in there? Mm-hmm. Um, mm. Then we got announcements of. What Patapon, Oroko, Yoko Roko, and Parappa the Rapper come into PlayStation 4 as remasters. And they also look like they're getting much work done to them. Yeah, looking forward to Parappa. That's all. The thing is, I think those are all fantastic games, and it's probably good that more people will be able to play them. But on the other hand, again, could you just make a new one? I mean, <laughs> okay, here's the thing. With those, you could just... Because you did this on the PlayStation 3, if I'm not mistaken. We could just make them PlayStation Classics and start them as downloads. You don't need to re-release them as new games. You'll yeah. get more money from that that way. <laughs> well, the problem is, is they look, they look kind of bad. Especially if they're PlayStation portable games, because they're really low res. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it wasn't. It was this week. I saw somebody complain about the stupid uh, JPEG that they put around DS games on the Wii U because 
you know, it looks bad otherwise. You know, you, and, you could you could probably also remaster them in a way that they would actually run natively in 4K, which would probably look really nice and sharp on the right TV. So that's at least something. Yeah, yeah. We shall see. I mean, like I guess yeah. I, I mean, it's 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 what the industry is doing. Like we'll talk about this next month. You know, a lot of the rumors around the Switch is a lot of those games are going to be remastered Wii U ports in the first year. Oh yeah. Um, we've gotten used to it with the Xbox One and the PS4. A lot of those games are just kind of like games you know, remastered or re-released. It is what it is. I mean, there's only so many studios making big AAA titles that you need to fill the library somehow. Yeah, and like, um, like and Martin for the rest of us, we can just ignore them. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But like what Martin says, it's like PS4 has such a wider audience now, especially also diverser audience than you know where the original games were released on. So uh, they, I think, yeah, I think, I think, I think it's a wider it's, audience. Yeah. PlayStation One had an audience of 150 million. PlayStation well, not four is like pay, well, Loco Roco where not was okay, not. Loco Roco, but like Crash Bandicoot and Perhaps the Rapper had. Well, we are talking about Loco Roco <laughs> and and Patapon <laughs> <laughs> specifically here. Okay, but yeah. those games. I mean, there are games that no matter how big the audience gets, the audience for them don't it doesn't increase. Yeah. Probably, and I don't mean that they don't increase. Like there won't be people, new people who try it out. But I mean, it's not like it's going to be exponentially no. more. And and that's why you're not getting a new one, but a remaster. Yeah, but at the same time, Just... if you could probably find somebody who could make it at that same budget and make a sequel for those five fans. <laughs> but I, sure, but I think their, I think their strategy is still, like I said earlier in, in our pre-show, like remastering this, seeing what the audience is, and then gauging if there is enough money to be made to make a proper quote-unquote okay, sequel. I'm going to call BS on that because I have did a Wii generation, and there's nothing worse than quote-unquote test games to see if an audience is there because they never tell you what the threshold is, and it's always like, just buy this, and if you buy enough, we might make something in the future, which never yeah, comes. I, I'm also of opinion when, that test games are kind of bullshit, because if I am the kind of player that already have played that game, because I am was that fan who bought it originally, I'm not going to buy that shit again, just yeah, sorry, maybe Martin, get another big one. Enough, big enough fan then, sorry, in their <laughs> eyes. Well, sorry. And, and, and that's the Fuck problem. Them. Like, yeah, like, that's exactly it. It's like, Okay, so the, like you know, I own these games. Why do I want to play them again? If you don't buy them, we're not going to make new ones. So you're holding me hostage, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's a, I'm not, I'm most not, of the time, most, no, most of the time, that. nothing comes of these games. Man, that's like, exactly. That's why, that's why I think test games are crap. <laughs> yeah, uh, they yeah. are. I, totally I, I am not. I'm not falling for them. And what they're doing. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, moving on. We got a new Resident Evil Seven trailer, and I guess the final part of the demo. Which has been an interesting way to write a demo, and yeah. something else. I don't, I'm not watching any more of it because I'm at this point really excited for Resident Evil Seven. Uh, fair enough, and that's out in like a, a six weeks or something like that. Yeah. Um, Twenty January, January twenty fourth. Yeah, just, end of January. Yeah. Um, next, Mechana, which I thought was I thought it looked really interesting from the art style, and then they actually showed the game, and I'm like, oh, it's a top down shooter. Man, it went from a cool, cool yo, anime slash cartoon thing to like oh, top down shit. Oh, yeah, pretty much okay. my reaction. But the music was awesome. The music was the best part of that trailer. Like I like that I like kind the of. Bright lasers. 
Yeah, kind of like that weird 80s vibe with the shaky animation. I'm like, oh, this is really awesome. And then I showed the game, and I'm like, oh, why did you do that to me? <laughs> that was <Yeah>. evil. <laughs> Question. Are top-down shooters the new tower defense games? <laughs> um, I think... I don't know. I, I feel like they are just as played out. I, 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 I don't know. remember a time that loads of the tower defense games are coming out. That's the problem. Well, I think tower defense. There were channels. I think a lot of that was on mobile because there's still a ton of yeah, tower defense games. Yeah, and I don't, uh, I don't never played games on my phone. Pixel so. junk monsters and what was the power grid and what defense grid and what have you? Yeah, I know the word kind of shit. There were a lot of tower defense games. Yeah, remember that South Park one. That was a yeah. Oh, yeah, that was really fun though. <laughs> it wasn't. What isn't Keflings also a tower defense thing? No, no. There was something else on Xbox, but it was a tower defense thing. Oh, there were plenty of them. There was few of them. There was one with like a. There's like one with like like your magicians, and you have different powers. It yeah. Was, it was a free game. Uh, well, it was a game with gold. I play it with my friends some t- from time to time. That's actually pretty. F- like I like tower defense games, but I get your point. Like they are a dime a dozen. Um, yeah. But, I mean, to be fair, what genre isn't kind of oversaturated? Well, there are a few, but, like, the big ones are kind of oversaturated. Like, you get, like, 50 first-person shooters for every JRPG. Yeah, but, it kind, of fe- but it kind of feels like they, at least, uh, this year at least, it feels like they are doing more than they usually do, and uh, those yeah. twin-stick shooter games oh, have don't get me wrong. not I really actually, done I actually like top-down shooters, but... Like, I was so excited by the art style that just being a top-down shooter did nothing for me. Um, I think I think the thing is, is like if you're a top-down shooter post-Geometry Wars 2, you have to do something really good, you know? Yeah, that's my point, yeah. yeah you have to and, really do something. Yeah, and this didn't look like it did anything. It looked like a top-down shooter. Um, the big announcement, I mean, the one everybody was waiting for with bated breath, was Knack 2 is happening. Yes. From internet meme to actual <laughs> game. Amazing. God. I, I, I still don't... I still can't really believe we live in a world where NEC 2 is happening. 2016 was a mistake. And I we don't mean that in a positive way. <laughs> exactly. I don't mean that in a positive way. <laughs> it has co-op this time. Though it seems like from their, their brief introduction they, they are trying to make it easier so that it's more accessible by kids and family. So I think they just need to make it good. They don't need to make it <laughs> easier. They need to make no. it good. Yeah, I, 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 just I, exactly. Just make it easier isn't going to fix the game. That's what I got from their presentation, though. It's like they want to make it more accessible to people. If that makes a good game, I don't know. But that was their big takeaway. Uh, the whole spoiler? doesn't. Wasn't the criticism of the first one is that it wasn't particularly challenging, nor was it particularly interesting. It was just oh, mash the attack it button. It was there. <laughs> I, thought that, I thought the criticism was that it was... that it got hard in the back half, and that it wasn't a good game, but it got difficult near the end. I mean, yeah, I, but most people probably stopped at the part where it wasn't a good game. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, neck two. I can't wait for Kyle Bossman to beat up on it some more. Uh, new trailer for Grand Turismo Sports. Uh, near... It has cars. <laughs> it has cars. I played that like a month and a half ago, and it was okay. Just 
you know, okay, more cl- cl- glowing okay. endorsement. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a star game guy. I didn't drive, so you know that's the thing. Not to mention that I played it, and it looked like Gran Turismo. It looked, you know, stunning graphically, like from a details perspective. But as soon as you, you know, drive your way and hit another driver, it's like, oh, we're still back to PS2 era type of driving and types of physics and like Forza beat you like five years ago in the times of how you actually play the game and enjoy it right driving. I'm still waiting for Gran Turismo to evolve beyond Gran Turismo 4 yeah exactly it's crazy like all that that nine years that Polyphony Digital spent making GT5 was it they, they, they've learned nothing like they nope. just spend that time in a void of timelessness you know yeah they haven't learned anything when it comes to physics, to how to design a campaign, to and how they really to thought they putting a thousand cars in one game was like enough, and it. Oh my god! They they have learned absolutely nothing, and I don't know how that works. Probably because the game's still still enough, so they can do whatever. They have cut blanche from Sony, I guess. Apparently, but on a personal level, I stopped caring about Gran Turismo. Well, I mean, yeah, they always, like you said, they still sell well and there's still an audience for them. So there's really no reason to fight change. But it could be so much it larger. Could be, but it so could be so much better because yeah. they have the shops to make it better because they know the physics stuff. I know they could probably do better physics and stuff than, than, than Forza does, but they just don't. <laughs> Sometimes you don't want to rock the boat. Rock the boat, rock the boat, baby. Okay, so, okay, the actual big surprise for me was that they actually mentioned the Vita several times. It was really... Ah, PSX has not really surprised. It was really kind of awkward, though, because he came out on stage with a Vita in hand, and anytime he wanted people to say the PlayStation Vita, he'd hold it up, and nobody played along with him. Yeah. Yeah, It's it's because no one remembered what it was. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's his stick. Every, every time it goes out of sight, you know, what, what was this thing again? <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, minor tangent. My actual least favorite part of this presentation was the audience. And I get that yeah. you all control God. them. Where did they get them? <laughs> Where did they get those people? <laughs> but the reactions there were terrible. Yes. <laughs> you had a good... Okay. Uh, Martin will kind of get this too. We're pro wrestling fans, and you kind of understand that like, sometimes when the crowd wants to hijack the show and beat a show, this is what it was. It was people trying to take over the show, shouting stuff at presenta- uh, present presenters. There we go, and like they were hooting. Like they go to the audience, and there's people out of their seat. Like that. I'm like, what is wrong with you people? <laughs> this is a professional presentation. I get that it's for the fans, and I get that you're excited, but like. Everything was like, oh my gosh, yeah, wow! <laughs> Especially when like Marvel versus Capcom came on, uh, The Last of Us Two, the end, you know. Yeah. Jesus. And I Where guess, was this actually held? It was held Anaheim. in Anaheim. So, um, but I mean, it's where, where? Where is that? Is it it's in California? In California. In California. So- SoCal, NorCal. Uh, yeah, I guess SoCal. Isn't it? Okay. It's about an... SoCal. Yeah. Well, there are probably a bunch of FGC people there, then. <laughs> <laughs> Explain us the Marvel reaction. I yeah, that's, that's exactly what I yeah, wanted to. 
which is, I mean, I get it. I mean, I guess I'm a bit more cynical. Is that like, because like we all knew it? Like, there's, like, you know, if there's smoke, there's fire. So much came out about it this week that I wasn't excited. With, I, I was excited when they announced it, but it's like it wasn't surprising. So. I'm I'm not I'm not losing my shit over it. Yeah, not <laughs> but it's also it's, uh, Earl. Maybe it's maybe you notice it more, but I notice it at everything I watch from here that has a live audience from America. The 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 shouting and the live by for the crowd is so much more prevalence there oh, than it's it is big, over here. Well, that's thing. just Americans in general. Yeah, I mean, I mean, for God's sakes, they clap when the plane lands. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, I, 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 I was going to say that is a very <laughs> that is a very big part of our sports culture, which is why other things do it. And it's weird. Uh, I, I mean, it's it is weird. But like uh, again, going back to the Russian analogy, like if you watch Japanese wrestling, they're very respectful. They don't yep. shout and like you, it's hard. Like for us, it's like all this, you, you know. Like, and I hate some of these chants too. You still got it. <laughs> you still got. Or this is awesome. <laughs> Stuff like that. It's nonsense. <laughs> so like we we like we need to be part of this show, and that's something that has kind of become more and more prevalent as we've gone on, because you have to cheer. You know, like you go to if you go to I don't know how it is in Europe. I've never been to a sports uh, thing there, but you go here, like you go like arenas, like the arenas encourage it. They have it on the big trons, like defense. Let's go Rangers. Oop. Let's go Mets. Like that. Well, we tend not to have that. We do have quite a loud and violent sports culture, particularly in the UK. Yeah, but um, but that you go but to these. It things. doesn't spill out into anything else. Yeah, you go to these things and it's literally on the screen. Like I, you know, I've gone to a bunch of games this year, and like you'll have parts like during the downtime where they literally have something like make some noise, and they have a little meter showing you how much noise you're making. Get louder! Come on! Yeah, we don't have that. So. <laughs> Man, no, we don't have that. So yeah, like I. <laughs> We just beat the other team. <laughs> the game is over, no matter what the result. It that's what we do. But yeah, especially when it's a draw. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, like when we, so like that, so that's, I kind of get that mentality. Doesn't mean I like it. And it, I think it's, I guess because like, it's not something you see in traditional video game press conferences. It's not something you see in press no, conferences. No, because they're professional, quote unquote, professional audience than, than yeah, they're and, in other yeah, pro- You'll see, like you'll usually get some reactions at some, some announcements at various ones, but their reactions were just over the top. Like I think there was several times that a presenter had to stop and recognize like somebody talking in the audience. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, do you remember when when when, when uh, there actually were like press conferences at Gamescom? Like when something you showed up, there was like reserved clapping. Yeah, totally. That's, that's all that's you get in Europe. in Europe. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, that's a cool announcement. Oh, that's really nice. used to be like that. That's nice. Here's a nice clap for you. <laughs> also, don't clap on a plane, Lance. It's stupid. <laughs> Just to make it clear. <laughs> it's supposed to laugh. The pilot is just doing his job. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Then we could clear it up. <laughs> but yeah, as long as, as, long as we we're on the same page that I'm not a fan of it either. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's fine. Okay. It was very distracting. <laughs> but the, no, it was very oh, But the, the reason I brought this up is apparently during one of the earlier... One of the earlier segments, somebody shouted like, "What about the Vita?" <laughs> and yeah. So that's what reminded me of it when they kept on pointing to the Vita. It's like, where's that guy now? Because he's not saying anything. <laughs> but yeah, uh, Dagon Ropen uh, version three. 
Yeah, it's cool that now they're they're all coming to PS4, all the previous installments, and if people didn't have a chance to jump on them because they were on Vita, now they have a chance to jump on them on the console. That's cool. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's just uh, just kind of uh, running through these things. I mean, until the final announcement, just because we're running it short on time. Uh, New Guys Guardian Troyer, which is finding out this week. Let's uh, oh, wait. I know. Ten years as Guardian and Final Fantasy Fifteen. Out in within a week of each other. <laughs> not delays, notwithstanding, though. Delays, notwithstanding. Well, people already have the Asgardian. Yeah, people anyway. already have so shipped copies. It's out there. Yeah. Um, and from what I understand, it sounds like it's a Team Ico game. Iffy frame rate, iffy controls. Iffy frame rate. Oh. <laughs> Like, I hear this game was supposed to be a PS3 game. That's not great, is it? And apparently some of that still shows. Uh, well, I can imagine that, but, like, I mean, bad for anyway. Yeah. Like, I'm, I mean, again, this is just gaff impression. I've seen people say, like, it's around 20, and it still dips. So, we'll see. Um, Gravity Rush 2 DLC, which has some really yeah, funky me. name to it. Um, uh yeah, not really sure what the subtitle is. Yeah, Windjammers is coming to PlayStation Four. Yes. Woo! No yes. Windjammers, but people were excited yes. for it. You don't know what fucking Windjammers is? No, I do not know. You don't know what it is? I'm gonna be honest, I didn't before today. Oh man, you guys are missing out. Jesus Christ! You guys are missing out. And I've known Windjammers for years and years. Windjammers is fucking amazing. As far as I can understand, Windjammers was a single release on the Neo Geo. Yep. And you're surprised that people don't know what that is? You know, we live in a world where emulation is a thing. (laughs) I get that, but like. If you're going to stuff, are you going to go with the Jim Neo Justin. Geo? Yes, the Neo Geo is fucking amazing. But it's, yeah, it's like, a pretty great it's thing. It's not people's first choice, or their second, it's, or third, or fourth. But it's great because it's a thing you do, more, mostly probably didn't have access to. Oh no, I, and I get why people are excited by that, but I literally did not know what that was. I'm like, you should play with some fucking Windjammers, Earl, because Windjammers is fucking awesome. It, it, yeah. To be fair, it does look fucking awesome. It does look fun, but I'm like, I'm watching this and I'm like, people are excited for a port of like a Genesis game? Yeah, but th- this game goes like for three, four hundred dollars, and that's without the probably Neo more itself. at this point, <laughs> and, and not with the Neo Geo, just the game. So yeah, this this is not something that people have uh, easy access to, except for of course the emulation. And part, it's but, a so. really, really good game. It's such a unique concept and plays so well. Like, it's really good. Okay. Uh, Martin, could you give a brief description for if people actually well, think it's, like, it's, I don't it's know like, it is. Well, it's like a 1v1 game in which you uh, basically just try to throw a frisbee over the net into uh, a goal on the other, uh, other side. And that goal is like has like um, different point parts. And like the middle can, for example, be five points. The outside parts can be three points. And it's all about like uh, positioning on on the field. Like you can do quick dashes. You can uh, like um, give your disc uh, English. You can do uh, power moves if you, for example, like. Uh, the, if you try to catch the disc, you can flip it up and then uh, uh, charge up your shot and then do super shots and stuff like that. And it's just a simple 1v1. It's super quick. 
it's really good. Yes, and I think the big thing here is it has online now. So. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully yeah. good online, but because then, yeah. Well, I mean, I played yeah. a lot. <laughs> but yeah, um, so yeah, that was, I mean, a lot of people were excited by it. I just kept on thinking, like, that guy looks like The Rock or John Cena. But, um, anyhow, that was a big thing for a lot of people, so woo to them. Uh, <laughs> Combat 7, Troyer. It looks good! It looked yeah. real nice. Uh, I can't really tell much about the gameplay, though, but it looked <laughs> nice. Nino Kuni 2, which actually looks really interesting. Yes. I don't know. Big fan of the first one, so yeah. I didn't care about the first one. I probably fell asleep playing it. <laughs> really sad I'm not going to be able to play that game. Because I really like the first one. Why won't you be able to play it? No PS4? Uh, yeah, no PS4, and I don't really have any incentive to buy one, so... Well, I'm up to four games. One more, and I might get one soon. Don't well, I mean, my limit, my sort of... The, the prices I can buy a PS4 is going to be three games, and I can't. Can't think of it. Three games. So, uh, I was just to say because we had some amazing deals here. I mean, I know you folks don't do Black Friday the same way we do. <laughs> like there was a like, the Uncharted bundle was almost two hundred bucks. And I was like so tempted to get that one. We had the new console for under two hundred. Yeah, I mean, not the Pro, but like that. Just... if you if you got just before the announcement of the Pro and the Slim, you could you could have gotten like for one ninety nine the old one. Which, you know, you want the newer version, but it will still run all the games throughout the entire generation. So. Yeah, but we, we <laughs> had the new Slim during Black Friday for under 200 here. Yeah. It's 197, I think. Yeah, and then the big one was the reveal of The Last of Us Part 2. Which I, I have thoughts. I'm sure everybody does. Yeah. I have lots of them. Yeah. <laughs> so what are they? So I love The Last of Us. I I I think I made the, my game of the year here. I'm pretty sure. I would have to check. <laughs> it's hard with keep all that straight. But I think that game was amazing. It had a fucking great ending, and for it to end the way it did was kind of brave for 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 a big budget title in, in this space we are in right now and I think it open-endedness especially worked for it, especially for the kind of genre piece it is and now we are back to doing a second one and going the super safe route of just continuing the story with the same fucking characters Yep, I, I was hoping that a Last of Us 2, theoretically, this is before we knew it existed, would be the same universe, completely different characters, yep. you know, completely different story, you know, a different angle on the entire thing, and, and, yep. and I was like, oh, it's... I, I, I was sort of watching the trailer, I was like, I can deal with just Ellie, just Ellie would be fine, you know? She's gone yep. a separate way from Joel, maybe? You know, whatever. And then Joel showed up, and I was like, ah, oh, really? You know? It's just to, so like, we treaded this ground. We are done here, I felt like. And, and, and we could move on to something else in this scenario. But, nah. And, and you just know, because she... Spoilers for Last of Us. She was the, the key to the cure, basically. So we just know they're probably spinning up some new cure bullshit with her. Because that's what you do when you do a sequel with the same characters. And I'm already really disappointed in that. 
Yeah. It would probably play fine, but but the setup really bothers me. Because the first game was just so perfect in that aspect. But I mean, it's a, it's it's an industry. I mean, any industry, it made money. It made a lot of money. Of course. Yeah, I, I know. I know. And... It's the safe thing to do. You want to make more money, so let's put in the characters everyone knows. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I know. You don't have to tell me. I, it I, doesn't, doesn't mean we can't be disappointed in it because I yeah. Get yeah. That. I get that, but I mean. Because if if you present some some so good writing in the first one with with such brave choices part, partially, then you think like, man, if they could do that again with a second one, be so brave and do something new, do something new, interesting. But then they apparently don't. It's disappointing. It's just it's just profoundly disappointing. Especially because they wanted to have those risks. Actually, in the first game, where you. You know, generally don't do those risks because you're not established yet. Yeah. Yeah. I, now they are established and they could actually theoretically have risk and now they don't take them. Or at least yeah. so far. Well, I mean, this is the thing though, is Naughty Dog can get away with basically anything it wants. Um, because it knows how to make games that are good and it knows how to sell write them. games that are good. And yeah, it knows how to sell them also. Um also, the trailer setup itself didn't do anything for me. Like, Ellie apparently being angry and wants to kill a bunch of people. Oh. Yeah. That's like... Uh, feeling it as mm, well. I don't know. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, and I guess the other thing is, as far as I know, did they, they didn't give a release window, did they? No. Well, they no, said the no. game's, like, really early on, yeah, so... You know, yeah, I expect in... The end of 2018... 2018. At yeah. The yeah. Yeah. Be, 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 before uh, Death Stranding. Uh, yeah, before <laughs> Death Stranding. We should take, we should take uh, a poll on, we should take a that's, poll on that's that right now. Yeah, that's that's that is, that's that is. Yeah, uh, phew, that's a hard one. <laughs> but I also don't think Death Stranding will be a PS4 only game. Nope. <laughs> No way. No way. <laughs> Let's say it this way, if it even makes it on the PS4. I'm sure we'll make it on the PS4. But... Uh, yeah, they'll probably do something like a, you know, Wii U Switch situation. No, it, so, it, will be, uh, it will be exclusive to the PS4 and then release on PC. <laughs> nah, I, I think this will be like a PS4, PS5 title, but yeah. we will see. <laughs> Yeah, nice uh, PS4. They'll do they'll do what Nintendo is best at. You know, is it really releases as PS5 exclusive, and then a month or two later, like, oh, it's still coming to PS4. We promise that, right? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, well, what do you think of the show uh, overall? Like I said, overall, I think it was a really well paced show. It's just over an hour. I think like an hour eight minutes. Um, Sometimes, yeah. It was all game content. There wasn't a ton of fat. Uh, most of the presenters was really good. I forget that guy who had the really funny name, but he was like the best. The British guy, yeah. yeah. He was the best, you know, very smooth, no weird pauses or ums or anything like that. He knew how to handle it. He was crowd. probably not the one who went karaoke uh, the night before. He was <laughs> the one who was like, oh, I'll skip this one. I'll go to bed early. You no know, big yeah. presentations tomorrow. And the rest was like, let's party! Yeah, sure. They looked like he'd been up all night. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> hey, you're here in California once. What can you do? 
<laughs> well, that's not true, but yeah, yeah. But like I said, I think uh, I mean, and my memory could be iffy, but of all the presentations I've seen this year, E3 game, not uh, the Tokyo Game Show, I think it was the best. Um, it has it has one of those weird problems Sony has, which it's I mean, it's a problem if you think it's a problem. It's like there's a lot of games that were announced in the middle that I could not tell you about. I couldn't name them or anything like that. I mean, a lot of them weren't even given names. It was just like, here's a smattering of footage of yeah. some stuff. This is a real with smaller games yeah. without titles. So, like, I mean, and I get, and I, you know, they have so many games to show off. I get that everything can't get like, a showcase, but it's really like, there's still... And you have to, I think that those are for kind of the people that are actually there, because obviously those games are on... Play on the show floor, on, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. they're playable. So... But yeah, I mean, outside of outside of the audience, I think that if this is kind of how you give a presentation, you know, there wasn't a ton of a, you know, like back, you know. Here, here's the thing: we should probably end this podcast so I you was, can cut all the stuff we just been talking about out. I was just oh, about God. to suggest that. Uh, so yes, for Daniel, Martin, Patrice, and myself, this has been a very special and super long edition of Dual Wielding. Thanks, everybody. Bye-bye.